This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Have you ever seen a monster like this on the side of the road? Yeah, I wouldn't get out of your car if I were you. This is Darkness Prevails, the place where you share your true stories with the world because this world is a strange one. Driving alone at night is a very eerie thing. It's easy to see things just out of the sight of your headlights. Shadows dancing about, creatures feasting upon the carcasses in the ditch. Wait, you weren't imagining that last one. There really are strange creatures on the side of the road. Just keep driving and pray it doesn't follow you home. Enjoy these allegedly real sightings of creepy creatures. I'll have to skip the comments this time because I have to announce the winners of November's best stories on my subreddit. They are The Sound by Lil Mama85, The Shadow Man by Psychotic Guppy, Creepy Classmate by Shadya Demon, There's Something in the Tree Farm Near My House by Moon Noodler. And They Exist by Bria Angel. Please, if you've got the time, read some of these stories with the links in the description, then vote on your favorite so that I can decide which prize they win. I will be reading these stories in an upcoming video. All right then, let's take a little night drive. Number one, Demon Dog on the Dirt Road submitted by Bacon Sunday 27 My mom is half Mexican and half Native American, and at the time this story took place, I was about 15 years old. 
My family and I moved onto a reservation in New Mexico in 2002. I was 13 then, so that we could be closer to my mom's side of the family. At the time we moved, it was myself, my parents, three older sisters, and my two-year-old nephew. We were a larger family, so the only house we could all fit in comfortably was a big brick home that had been empty for about five years. Our house is at the very south end of about a two mile long dirt road on the reservation. If you're standing on our front porch, looking away from our house, the dirt road ends to the left and the reservation ends with our house. The dirt road becomes a paved street, which leads through a neighborhood that's part of Albuquerque. Neither the dirt road or the city street have street lights, so when the night falls here, it is darker than dark. With the exception of our porch light and the moonlight, if you drive from the main part of the reservation heading towards our house, for the length of the dirt road, it's desert hills on the left-hand side. About halfway down the road, there's a water treatment building, and then the hills continue before ending where the neighborhood begins on the city street. And on the other side, it's just cornfields. About a quarter of the way to our house, there's a fairly big area of tall, dead trees that look very ominous when you drive past them, especially in the pitch black of the night. The gathering of trees extend from that quarter mark of the road to about halfway. To our reservation community, they're known as the hanging trees because well before I was born, people would get the dogs that roamed freely within the reservations, take them to the trees and hang them. This carried on for years. Why they did this, I don't know. It only stopped once the reservation police began patrolling the dirt road every night, looking for and taking care of anyone found in the area of the trees. Well, this happened to my cousin. One night in the summer of 2004, at the time he was maybe 28 years old, and he was a policeman for the reservation. He often worked the graveyard shift and would end his shifts by stopping at our house to make sure we were okay. The night this happened, he was working the night shift again, and of course was required to patrol the old dirt road. He had never had any problems with this before. Growing up within the reservation and hearing the strange stories people told of the hanging trees, he was wary to be out there, but he considered himself a tough guy. But what happened that night has definitely made an impression on him. He was nearing the end of his shift, and so he began the slow two-mile drive down the terribly dark dirt road. Everything seemed fine until he got to the hanging trees. At the entrance to one of the small trails that leads from the main part of the dirt road down deep into the trees, he saw a German shepherd, a dog just sitting as if it were guarding the entrance to the trail. My cousin thought nothing of it at first, seeing as how the reservation dogs roamed freely. He pulled up to it in his patrol car to see if he recognized the dog. When he rolled down the passenger side window, the dog locked its gaze on him and just stared. My cousin immediately felt an ominous presence as if he were in danger. 
Something about that dog made him very uncomfortable. He couldn't quite put his finger on it, so he rolled up his window and began to drive. A few minutes passed by when my cousin began to hear a scratching and thumping noise. He listened closely while trying to figure out where the noise was coming from. When he realized where it was and what was making the noise, he said his heart sank. He looked in his rearview mirror and then he saw it. The German shepherd dog he had just come across, it was running behind his patrol car, running on its hind legs and clawing and scratching at the back of his vehicle, attempting to climb onto the back. The dog was snarling and baring its teeth, and worst of all, as it was shown completely clear in the taillights, its eyes were deep, empty black pits in its skull. My cousin had never been so afraid in his life. He sped up, hoping to outrun and leave the dog behind, but it was no use. This demonic dog kept pace with his car, even when he was going 45 miles an hour. It kept clawing and scratching at the vehicle, trying to pull itself on board. My cousin was panicking at this point. There was nothing he could do except to keep driving and trying to lose the dog. Then he fired a shot out of the driver's window, trying to scare the beast away, but it didn't even flinch. The demon dog kept going with the car. My cousin kept speeding down the dirt road until my house finally came into view. He floored it and hauled tail to my house, but the dog was still coming. My cousin looked at him in the rearview mirror again. The dog's snout had begun to rot away. Its eyes were now empty, sunken pits in its skull, and it had pulled itself onto the back of the car. It was glaring into the back window and trying to claw its way in. My cousin swerved all over the road, trying to get the now decaying dog off the car. Nothing worked, so he decided to continue toward my house. He was desperate to get off that dirt road and to get to safety so that maybe, just maybe, I would be able to help him in some way. He made it. He said that as soon as he left that dirt road, the demon dog just vanished. He ran up to my house and began pounding at the front door. I answered and let him in, and eventually I calmed him down enough so that he could recount this story to me. He stayed at my house that night. We stayed awake, talking until the sun came up. Once it was light again, we went outside to inspect his car. The back of it was completely torn up and the back window was cracked. There were pieces of what looked to be black fur stuck in the car. There were also faint impressions of paw prints that looked to be burned into the car's paint. We were speechless. My cousin quit his job that day, and he didn't go back to the dirt road since. I haven't gone back there either. I believe him 100%. It's hard for me just to go outside at night anymore. I have an eight-year-old son now, and I've told him this story, and I'm sure that he knows there is more to this world than meets the eye. At that age, I tell him he shouldn't go outside by himself day or night, 
I know the story may sound far-fetched and definitely impossible to believe, but I consider myself an honest person and I've never seen my cousin so scared and panicky than that night. There's no doubting the look on his face, that stone cold sober glare into nothingness. Number two, the creature on the bridge, submitted by Gingerella 55. This story is from my mother's point of view. She finally told it to me a few years ago. When I was about 12, my family and I went out camping to a place about three hours from our home. I don't remember the name of the place, but I do remember what it looked like. To your left, you'd see a stream, and then beyond that, thick trees. Straight ahead is a road leading over a bridge, standing about seven meters off the ground and 500 meters away. To your right is more trees, and then the small road we took to get there. Beyond the road over the bridge was a dead end, so nobody ever crossed that bridge. You could say it was abandoned. Nobody really came out here much anymore. We set up our tents and began making the campfire. There was me, my parents, my three sisters, and three brothers. There were four tents in total, if I recall. The first day was fun and went down pretty well. All that really happened was me feeling like I was being watched almost constantly. I kept feeling like there were eyes in those forests, eyes that wouldn't take their gaze off of mine. I shrugged it off as no one would have believed me anyway. The second day was when it happened. We all got up and out of our tents to start a fire. My dad was a strong man, someone nobody dared to mess with so it made me feel pretty safe whenever he was around. Suddenly, my sister spotted something on the bridge, something extremely horrifying. It was unlike anything I've ever seen before. It was a big, tall, and furry-looking dark-haired creature. It was on the bridge, staring down at us. It was about nine to 10 feet tall, and its arms hung below its knees. They were so long. It stood there staring at us. My dad, I've never seen him so scared in my life. Just seeing my dad panic like that, that was enough to scar me. I remember us packing our stuff and getting out of there as fast as we could because the thing wouldn't move from its spot on the bridge. It glared as it towered over us like a warning that we should leave or there would be dire consequences. As we were packing our things, it let out the most spine-chilling scream I've ever heard in my life. It was like a morbid fusion of a dog and a human's tormented screams, if that makes sense. As we drove away slowly, I kept my eye on the thing on the road on the bridge, and as it saw us leaving, it walked off into the forest in one big step. I'll never forget the way it looked down at us with those big yellow eyes. And I wonder what would have happened if we didn't take its warning to heart. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? 
And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number three. What did I see on that road? Submitted by Rockstar Gamer 45. I live in the UK and this took place during a high school summer break. I'd recently received my driver's license and I was taking some of my friends to a party. To get there, you need to go through a small dirt road surrounded by woods. We had just gotten to the part where you have to go through the dirt road when I began to hear some soft rustling in the woods nearby. I quickly turned my attention back to the road and I sped up a little, just in case. About 10 minutes go by, and I hadn't heard anything since, so I was thinking I had outrun it, or maybe it was nothing at all. Then, all of a sudden, something horrifying emerges from the bushes just up ahead, the kind of thing you don't want to run into when you're walking through the dirt road trails. Luckily, we were in my car. The thing had horrible, large, solid black eyes, and a strange, twisted-looking face. I hit the brake, pulling to a quick stop, and my friends and I sat there speechless, staring at the beast that stared back at us. It was like something from my nightmares. It was like something ripped from Silent Hill. It cocked its head to one side, as if curious like some dog. Its face was expressionless, Either that or it was just so deformed that I couldn't perceive or read any kind of emotion on it. For several long seconds, it stood still and we sat there in silence, but my mind was racing. I was wondering, what in the world was I looking at? What was it going to do next? And why wasn't I moving? I was just too scared to even move my toes 
Soon enough, it turned its face to the woods on its opposite side. Then it walked across the road, slowly but surely, and then it disappeared into the forest. My friends and I looked at each other. Then all at once they screamed at me to drive, to get away from this spot before it came back. But they didn't have any idea how scared I was. I didn't want to pull forward because then we'd be in the same spot it had just been. What if it was just on the other side of those trees, waiting for us to pull closer? But after them yelling in my ear, I decided to just pull forward. I floored it on that dirt road, probably messing up my wheels, and luckily nothing happened. We made it out of there in record time. All of us thrilled and scared at what the heck we just saw. To top it all off, when we finally joined back up on the main road, exiting the woods for good, we suddenly heard something that sent goosebumps all over us. It was the sound of something screaming. It sounded like it was in pain and angry, and it was definitely unlike any animal I've ever heard. It was amazing how just the sound of its cry made my heart race double in the matter of seconds. Ever since that day, I stopped taking that dirt road path and I try to take my mind off of it when I begin to wonder if I'll ever see that thing again. Number four, pizza delivery horror, submitted by XR Coon. When I was 22, I lived in Louisiana and worked at a pizza hut in my town as a delivery driver. I enjoyed working there. My boss gave me as many hours as I liked, and as a driver, my job was fun and often easy. But this night, this night I will never forget. What I saw on this delivery is something that has been imprinted into my mind. I was delivering to a house that was in a rural part of town. The people I was delivering to were a group of drunken teens who were having a pretty big party, pretty big and pretty loud. When I got there, I knocked and a guy opened the door almost right away. He was incredibly drunk and incredibly hungry, but he tipped me really well. He took the pizzas from me quickly, probably burning his hands and I took the money. I hopped back in my car to go back to the Pizza Hut restaurant. I was a little bit too satisfied with my tip. So I lit a smoke, turned on some music and blasted the AC, and I began to drive. Maybe five minutes on that drive back, I saw something in my headlights. Whatever it was, it was on the side of the road. And when I finally came into view of it, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Before I really saw it, it first looked like an alligator. That's what I thought. But then when I came closer, this so-called alligator stood seven feet tall, like a muscular man. It was on two legs, but its face was very much alligator-like. I saw long claws on the thing's fingers 
and its tail was thick, as thick as an athlete's legs. It looked like one whip from that thing, and you could be incapacitated. I literally shook my head, thinking that I was just seeing things in the night. You know, the way shadows bounce from your headlights on a night drive. After passing this thing, I came to a railroad crossing and I had to stop as an oncoming train approached. The train took about five to seven minutes to pass. I was just sitting in my car, my window still down, smoking. Suddenly, I feel the back of my car raising up. I look in my rear view mirror and it's the thing I saw from before and it was trying to wriggle itself under my vehicle. I look out my driver window and see another one of those things coming at me to the side of my car. There were two of them now. I locked the doors and then locked them again for good measure. And as soon as the train passed by and those arms from the railroad crossing went up, I floored the gas. The tire squealed and the car didn't move. It was a rear wheel drive after all, and the tires weren't touching the ground at the back, but they were hitting something. I heard something squeal in pain, and then the back of my car dropped, and I was finally able to accelerate out of there. When I got back to the restaurant, I looked at the back of my vehicle. The rear bumper had nearly been torn off. After that, I have delivered pizzas out to the same rural area a couple of times, but I never saw the alligator men again. Thankfully, I was able to persuade my managers to not make me go out past that way again. I think my bumper was proof enough of that. I was just simply too paranoid every time I had to drive out there after this incident. But luckily since then, I've moved to Texas and started a welding job. So I don't think I'll have to see those giant alligator men ever again. There's something creepy about those Louisiana swamplands and I'd rather not work so close to them anymore. And number five, I was lucky. Submitted by Samrit. I'm from Fazilka, a really small town in Punjab, India. I'm 19 years old and pretty tall and muscular for my age. I used to study in a city far away from my home as I passed into my 10th grade year. I often used to come home on the weekends. I was also extremely athletic. I loved to play basketball. I was six foot three and to keep myself conditioned, I would go for runs in the mornings from my house to the grounds that has a basketball court to play on. It was about a three kilometer run from my house. One weekend when I was home, I decided to go on a particularly late run. It was already dark out. I called my friend so he could meet me up later on the road. It was March 1st, 2015, and I'll never forget that day or what happened. It was foggy outside. You see, in Northwest India, the summer takes time to come. I remember clearly that there was a full moon out that night. I was on my way to the grounds, running at a good pace. When I reached an intersection in the road, 
I stopped for a moment to catch my breath. I was waiting there for my friend to come. The intersection itself was halfway from my house to the grounds. It's a highway of sorts, so I was running on the side of the road. At that time, there were no cars on the road of any kind, no vehicles passing by whatsoever. And due to the fog, I was barely able to see 20 feet in front of me. So you can imagine my sudden fright when I heard the screaming of a dog in the distance. It wasn't just a yelp. It was a dog that sounded like it was begging for its life. It was a chilling scream of pain, like some sort of jump scare in a video game. It scared me deeply, and considering it was cold, foggy, and dark, I was easily no longer comfortable out there. I started to feel like an idiot for wanting to play basketball on a foggy day. My friend wasn't even there yet, and I had no idea when he'd be there. The dog screamed again, and it seemed closer this time. I shouted loudly to scare whatever it was away, but the screaming dog didn't stop. Then there was a different noise, a loud thump coming from beside me. I was definitely shaking by then. How in the world could a dog make a sound that loud? It sounded so much heavier than a dog. I turned around slowly, but I regretted that pretty quick. I couldn't believe what I was seeing in front of me. It was something shaped like a wolf, standing on all fours about 10 feet away from me. Its hair was gray with white tips, as if the creature was old. And when the light hit its eyes from the full moon, it reflected an orangish glow. It was chewing on something on the ground, and then I heard the scream again and realized what was happening. It was eating a dog, and the dog wasn't fully gone yet. When I saw this, I wanted to puke and scramble away at the same time, but I couldn't move, and my heart seemed to stop beating. My skin felt cold with fear, and I knew that I could be the next victim within a few seconds. The thing suddenly stood on two legs, and even at my six foot three height, it was easily taller than me. Then it turned towards me, and I fell to the ground, covering my head. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I had just given up at that point. I didn't know what else to do. With a creature like that, there's no outrunning it. I was thinking that if my friend showed up at this time, it would freak out. Then either one of us, or maybe both of us, would be torn apart. I looked up at the creature from the ground. I saw the dog just ahead. It had its eyes on me and it was crying. Just as this wolf-like thing took a step forward, a massive and loud truck came hurling past me on the road. When drivers like this approach an intersection, they keep their horns on because it's so hard to see with the fog. I saw the beast jump as if it had been scared. It looked at me, then back to the dog, as if trying to make a quick decision. Then it ran at breakneck speeds toward the trees on the side of the road. This was my chance, I thought. I got up and ran so fast, I ran towards the road my friend should have been coming on. 
I ran about one and a half miles. I didn't stop. I fully believed that that thing would be chasing me, so I didn't look back for even a second. When I saw my friend's silhouette in the distance, I ran even harder. I was finally feeling some sort of relief. There was sweat all over my body. I ran past my friend. I grabbed him by the arm and led him with me. He seemed surprised and I can't blame him. Even still, he just decided to run with me. Maybe I just looked so scared that he didn't need to ask any questions just yet. We ran to his house, jumped inside, then locked all his doors and windows and turned the lights off. Then finally, my friend was able to ask what was happening. I didn't react to him at the moment. I lied on the ground in his room as I was so tired, so terrified. I didn't fall asleep and my friend just kept looking at me, confused and angry and horrified. We both stayed awake that night until the fog was gone and the sunlight returned. Then I told my friend everything. He was like a brother to me, so he believed every word and agreed not to tell anyone as the people in our town would make fun of us. I don't go for runs that late anymore. I don't really go out after dark unless I'm in a vehicle, and I'll never forget the look of that beast, nor the desperate cries of that poor dog. Be careful when you're on the road, whether you're on a walk or in the false safety of a car, there are creatures out there that want to make their way to you. Now that could mean chasing you down on an old back road. It could mean peeling the roof off of your car like a can opener. Either way, there's one thing they want and sometimes only humans can satisfy that kind of hunger sort of like a human Snickers. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to use the links in the description to vote on and read your favorite story for November. Also, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patrons, people who have gone above and beyond to support this channel. They are Lululand13 and Chaz. You guys keep kicking that Chaz, okay? All right, for anyone still listening, stay safe out there and stay creepy.